What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Dreamers Got Fitness Podcast and Radio Show. Coming to you on this Sunday afternoon here. As I'm about to wrap up my day, I uh, got done with our advanced group uh, Metcon here, what we call death intervals. So I have a little bit of the, excuse me, <clears throat> that kind of ski cough, bite cough, row cough, and everything uh, in between that we did. So if I cough a few times intermittently during the video, uh, I apologize. Uh, but it was a rough one, uh, to say the least. Sunday, we typically get into some some nastier shit here with uh, our advanced group. I actually work out with them, and so there's uh, why I'm a little bit run down at the moment. But I want to get you guys this out before the new year. Uh, we are, what day is it today? December the 30th, so we're just before 2019 is going to roll in. Hopefully you guys are done with the holiday stuff, you're back on track, you know, eating right, kind of heading to 2019 full momentum and kicking ass. If uh, if not, or if you don't have a plan, and, and I believe this, I always say this all the time, the best athletes in the world, without a goal, accountability, and a coach, they tend to kind of veer off track and not get the most of their potential. And so if that's happening with the best athletes in the world, you can imagine what happens with, you know, Roger at Bank of America or Susie down the street at CVS. Like, obviously, those guys probably need even more things layered in. So just a reminder, our 47-day transformation kicks off here January the 7th. You guys have about six days from right now to register. I believe we close it down on the 5th of January, sometime around midnight, maybe a little bit sooner. Again, it can be for anybody if you guys are really willing to put in the work. We'll meet you where you're at, no matter if you're super advanced, if you're in somewhere in the middle or you're just getting off the ground. Um, it really is you know, progression, regression based. And I, I do my very best to coach my face off for you guys. And it is a game changer if you let it be. So I'm just throwing that out there so you guys don't miss it. If it's something you want to get down with, it does not matter where you live or what you're doing. Uh, you can do it anywhere you have internet access. And obviously if you're in Scottsdale, you can come in here and, and melt your face off with us. But if you're somewhere else, um, it works just the same. I believe our past winners, the past like 10 winners, I think like eight of them have been from distance, obviously, just because of the sheer numbers and uh, people crushed on their own. So uh, just throwing it out there for you guys. But uh, I want to touch on this because I got it um, requested a long time ago from, from a handful of you guys. And I still get it probably every few weeks. And uh, oddly enough, my homie BJ Gador uh, shot this out in his email. And uh, I'm going to kind of uh, paraphrase a lot of his stuff. And I'm going to add some of the things he mentioned. And then I'm going to throw in my two cents. And we're talking about the difference between fat loss training and hypertrophy training. So basically, you know, the difference between fat loss and building muscle. And, uh, you know, what the difference is between the two, uh, kind of going into detail a little bit. And I think a lot of times uh, people will claim, you know, the only difference between the two, you know, between fat loss and between, you know, building muscle is the calorie intake. Now, obviously, if we're eating at a calorie deficit, we're going to lose weight, lose fat, we're going to get smaller. If we eat at a calorie surplus, we're going to gain weight, gain fat, we're going to get bigger. And I understand that, you know, it's it's numbers, right? It's like your bank account. If you're always, you know, making more money than you're spending, eventually you'll become more wealthy. If you're always spending more than you're making, you're going to be in debt and eventually you'll go broke and it will go into a negative. Um, I'm, I'm okay with that concept here. Um, but what that means is in the fitness world, if that's what we're saying, if that's the only difference between fat loss and muscle loss, that would mean we would do the same type of workout no matter what and just eat less calories to burn fat or we'd eat more calories to build muscle. And it's not really that simple. It's more complex than that. It's almost like how sometimes we say, you know, a calorie is a calorie. Well, it is and it isn't. Like, yeah, a calorie is a unit of heat no matter what, if it's from Sour Patch Kids um, or if it's from broccoli. But over time, I think if your entire day was filled with eating 3,000 calories of Sour Patch Kids or eating 3,000 calories of macros diversified over real foods, protein, carbs, and fats, not only would we look different, but we're going to feel different over time. And that's where I'm going with this. So, and again... 
there's outliers for this. You might go, oh, my friend does this or my friend did that. And that's cool. And there's for certainly, you know, people on both ends of the spectrum, people with, you know, shitty genetics, people with great genetics, people who do drugs, people who don't take drugs. But for the rest of us, you know, training and our nutrition has to be manipulated in a certain way for the best results for us individually. So meaning what I do might not be what my homie Jeff does and what my wife does maybe won't be the same thing that Amanda does. There's just going to be different things because of us. And any trainer who tells you to do, you know, basically the exact same two workouts with different goals um, is obviously lacking knowledge and they're not really telling you the whole story. And so even when there are certain people out there like fitness professionals that'll, you know, say, well, the only difference between, you know, fat loss and muscle building in terms of training is you'll do higher reps for fat loss and lower reps for muscle gain. But again, I think that's mostly bullshit too, because there's a ton of research that, you know, can push both ways and says, you know, as long as you're pushing the body to the limits or at least close to failure, and I'm not saying, you know, maxing out always that kind of stuff and you always have to be pushing to failure because I don't believe that. But if you're always training close to failure, I truly believe you can build muscle in all kinds of rep ranges, whether it be low, medium, high. And that's what I prescribe when you listen to the podcast on me talking about my daily, <clears throat> excuse me, my daily training goals, my daily training routine. I like to play in all the ranges and people will talk shit about me on Instagram like, you're doing stuff for 100 reps. What's the benefit? There's a benefit to almost everything, you guys. There truly is. Volume training is a real thing. I'm not always going to train, you know, in like, you know, a, you know, three rep range, five rep range, eight rep range. Sometimes I'll go to 10. Sometimes I'll go to 15. Sometimes I'll go to 20. Sometimes I'll do lunges for an hour. There's things to be found in all of those ranges, and I believe that. So digging into the question, how do you train differently for fat loss versus muscle gain? And the quick differences is going to be this. Now, again, this is a list that... Um, I'm stealing from BJ and I'm going to add in my two cents along the way, but uh, fat loss training in terms of this, for a lot of you guys out there, depending on where you're at, if you come in and you know, you're 100 pounds overweight, things are going to come really quick, so you're probably going to noticeably see results a lot faster if the goal is fat loss, and I think for a lot of people, the more exercise variety is going to increase a neurological inefficiency and it's going to burn more calories overall. You're going to focus on getting as much work done as possible in a small amount of time. So the training density is going to be key. And I believe that. That's why we coach our groups here. Most of the people, when they come in, their goal is overall fat loss. Now they can train a certain way. They can load a certain way. We give them the keys of the car. They can floor it. But our goal is to crush it in a small amount of time, get as much work humanly done as possible, limiting the rest periods. Now, sometimes they're longer than shorter, but letting people really try to max out in that time frame that they're training. Again, the key is... Elevate the heart rate. Get your heart rate up and get it moving and, and keep it there if you can. Maximizing the calorie burn and increasing whole body circulation. So what does that mean? We're doing total body workouts. We're keeping short rest periods. We're alternating sets of non-competitive exercises that work different muscle groups. So if you come in here and you do a circuit at, let's say, in our place, in our group training, or if I set something up for fat loss. Now, again, there's days where things are going to compete. It's upper body heavy, lower body heavy, and that's fine. But for the most part, every session that we prescribe or that we put together and the base of it. Now, there's there's hub workouts, there's EMOMs, there's AMRAMs, there's all that shit that we do. But the most basic day when you come in here, we'll do like a push, a pull, a hip dominant, quad dominant, a trunk, and a total body. So meaning you'll come in, you'll do your push up, you'll do your row, you'll do your squat, you'll do your burpee. We're doing things in a circuit style pattern where... The work ratio to rest ratio, the rest periods are rather small, and you guys are flowing through alternating non-competitive exercises, so meaning your push-up does not compete with the row, for example. Now, if we're doing something where it's like, 
you know, bench press to push up, those are competitive exercises. So hopefully you guys are hearing the difference. You can do both, but I think over time you're willing to allot much more force when the things are not competing because we're not fatiguing the same muscle groups in the same short period of time. And again, like I mentioned, shorter work sessions, 30 minute training sessions, oftentimes even less. And people's like, oh, I, you know, I go to this hit class for 60 minutes. No offense to anybody listening, your hit class for 60 minutes is fucking bullshit. You can't do it. And if you do it, I'd love for you to film minutes 46, 47, 48, and 49 for me. Because I promise you, they look like shit. And if they don't, that means you bullshit the first 18 minutes of the workout. And I'm not bagging on anybody when I say that. But I've trained here, you guys, and I've trained with some of the, the f- biggest freak shows on earth. And so for you guys who watch this, like if you've seen like our stuff with Men's Health and the MetaStrip product that we did, it was, it was me, BJ Gador, uh, Hannah Eden, and Alexia Clark. All people who, uh, if you guys follow them on Instagram, all relatively fit, all relatively look like freak shows. They could not do hit stuff, Metcon stuff, for 60 straight minutes with any amount of intensity that last 25 minutes of it. They just can't. You're just, your body's too run down. You can't redline stuff for that long. It just doesn't happen. So that's what we prescribe our Metcon stuff, 30 minutes at max or a little bit less. Sometimes in our group today, like we did a workout today, uh, it took me 28 minutes and 40 seconds. The longest guy here took him 39 and it was a smoke show at the end at 39. And I was cash dude at 28 minutes. So that's why I say that. I'm not saying I'm the most fit guy on earth. There's people who are way fitter than me, bigger, stronger, faster. They look better, better endurance, all that shit. But if we're talking true like Metcon, metabolic conditioning stuff, and like the high intensity, like true HIIT workouts, 30 minutes, you guys, are cash, and that's completely done. So that's how we would do fat loss stuff. So just to recap really quick, 30-minute workouts or less, intense, non-competitive exercises, attacking the total body with short rest periods, keeping the heart rate up, trying to maximize calorie burn, working the biggest muscle groups we can possible, and focusing again, getting as much work done in a small amount of time as we can to really get the body fired up and rolling. That's what we prescribe for, you know, I would guess fat loss training if you want to call it that. The next, if we're talking about hypertrophy training or for you guys, muscle building. So the difference would be, if you're trying to build muscle, and to me, I always said it was, and again, I grew up, you know, skinny, like skinny fat kid. By the time I, you know, was done playing college sports and I had that little lull gap in between there where I kind of punted exercise and, and picked up late night eating and late night drinking Bud Heavy because that's all my roommate, shout out to Jim Donchi, had our keg fridge at our house and all he would ever buy was diesel. That's Budweiser for you guys. And it was rough to take down, but it was broke as shit. And so that's what we drank. So I picked up that and eating Jack's Pizza and basically Easy Mac and Doritos and, and Oreos and whatever else we had around the house in college. When I had that gap in there, I became skinny fat. I was just a skinny guy now. I had no abs. I had a little pooch going. And for me, it was ridiculously hard to build muscle along the way. And I always said it was harder for me than the guy who was 100 pounds overweight, you know, who had to, to come down and get skinny. And we're always going to say the other ones, the toughest, be like, oh, it's really hard for you, Jeremy, when you're skinny. Yeah, it is when you want to put on quality tissue. It's easy to get, you know, big and fat. I, I, I feel for anybody who is overweight because I know how hard it can be. And my wife and I say this all the time. We go to like a restaurant or something where we try their thing, whether it's like they have a dessert or a certain menu item and we try it. And I'm like, man, I get it, dude, because cinnamon rolls are the bomb. Like macaroni and cheese is the bomb. Like I, I really feel for people and I understand it because there's so many great options and, and the taste of it. Now you feel like shit, but, but I feel for people. So as I'm older, I think both ways are tough. But my point I'm driving at is it's really hard to gain quality lean tissue, like the lean muscle that we all want. So if you're a dude, I'm talking like Stallone and Rocky, you know, obviously, you know, Arnold's a different level, but I'm talking that kind of shit, like the guys we grew up on. Now, if you're 
overweight, obviously you have to go the other way. So if you're trying to build muscle, I think you're gonna the results are gonna take months, if not years. It's gonna be significantly longer for you to see real progress than the person who is going for fat loss. I believe fat loss is much quicker than trying to build lean quality muscle tissue. Also, there's gonna be less exercise variety um, for you guys when you're doing the muscle building stuff. And I'm not saying you can't get sexy with it, but again, the foundational moves work. Your bench press, your row, your squat, your deadlift, the overhead pressing, so vertical pressing, horizontal pressing, those are the keys. And again, loading it a certain way. Also, the other thing when you guys are training split workouts, like alternate upper body, lower body days, I think is probably ideal. Now, I know a lot of people say like, well, I'm used to the bodybuilding split. And I think that works for dudes who are on drugs or are willing to give a long period of time to training. But even that, I think the average natural lifter who is not on androgens and steroids and HGH or whatever else they're into, I think you're going to see significantly better results building lean muscle if you went an upper body loading day, a lower body loading day, an upper body day, or a lower body day. Or if you're going to train three days a week, it's kind of like a total body strength day where you're maybe squatting, bench pressing, the next day you're deadlifting, overhead pressing, and then you're back to squatting and bench pressing. So I'm, I'm just talking compound movements here. I'm not giving you guys a full program. I think that's where you're going to see the biggest bang for your buck. And you're also going to have longer rest periods, especially when the strength and power stuff is prioritized. So meaning while you guys going from, let's say, burpees to jumping jacks to mountain climbers, you don't need three minutes of rest in between, maybe 15, 20, 30, 40 seconds max at the most. For a lot of you guys going in intervals of 30, 30, 30, 15 would work. If you're deadlifting heavy, we're talking like not close to failure, but maybe in that front of five rep range at, you know, if it's 85, 90% of your max, whatever it may be. For you guys, you're going to have to take a minute two minutes or maybe three minutes in between uh, each lift if, if it's really that exerting, depending if your goal is strength or if it's truly building muscle. For a lot of you guys, if you're going that route, I would say probably 60 to 90 seconds you're going to need between each set. So in fat loss training, that's the eternity. When you're doing heavy bench press, heavy squatting, resting for 90 seconds goes rather quick because it's so taxing on the body. So again, longer rest periods are going to be needed. Also, stacking competitive movements that work the same muscle group is true. So taking some of the 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 things I love about bodybuilding, but putting you into this new age of building muscle. So if you're on an upper body day, you might be going bench press, you might be going incline bench, and then you might be going dumbbell flies, and then you might be moving into overhead pressing. So again, now we have chest movement, shoulder movement, chest movement, shoulder movement, chest movement, shoulder movement, now shoulder movement, chest, eh, a little bit of a mover, but mostly it's just a chest press. And again, tricep, 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 tricep. Or the next one might go into pull-ups, TRX rows, and curls. So now we're talking back, back, biceps with bicep as a secondary bicep as a secondary so going in that bodybuilding style but doing it in a way that makes more sense for the natural lifter out there also the workouts are probably going to be longer when you guys are focusing on muscle building just because of the rest periods alone now i'm not necessarily saying your work time has to be longer but it's going to take you longer the workout overall so if you're doing three sets of bench press and each set takes you 30 seconds but you need at least 90 seconds in between now we're looking at six seven minutes just for the three sets of bench press you compound that up over your six, seven movements, you're looking at you know a 40 to 60 minute workout, give or take, just because of the rest periods alone, because your body needs that to recover to be able to squeeze out as much juice from the muscle. And again, all I would I would term that, you know, kind of some form of you know the metabolic kind of bodybuilding, if you will, where it's on a timer, but again, we have it segmented in a way that works. And again, what you guys would be doing would be like you know the aerobic work for maybe recovery and your Instead of, you know, doing metabolic training or, or total body hit stuff, you know, three to four days per week, 
you're strategically kind of putting in small doses of that kind of hit where they fit. So the hub of your your training is, you know, upper body, lower body, maybe a Metcon, <clears throat> excuse me, upper body, lower body, and then maybe one other Metcon, and then maybe a rest day, if you will. And again, there's a lot more to it than that, you guys, um, but I don't want to get you lost in the details of it. And you can certainly build some muscle, you know, with fat loss workouts, just as you can burn fat with, you know, muscle gaining workouts. But neither would be optimized unless, you know, you use the variables that you need to push you more specifically to your goal. So that's why I talk about it a ton when people call me. And again, there's even a way you guys can actually, you know, in my opinion, there's, you know, and we've talked about this before, where you can kind of, you know, I guess burn fat and build muscle at the same time, which is a really slow process. Obviously, if you're a beginner, there's certain stages where you can kind of do the synergy at once. But what I would tell people is this, when you come into a place, whether it's a program, a coach, I would say have a goal. And if the goal is to, you know, I want to get leaner, but build muscle, if you're at the novice level and you haven't trained forever and you're willing to give it a long amount of time, I do think it is possible for you guys to do that. But what I would say is when you get into a program or with a coach, you're going to start something out, have a defined goal of what you want to do. Do you A, want to be leaner and more ripped or do you want to be bigger and build more muscle? I would say kind of pick a route to go or if you're going to be somewhere, you know, I don't want to say half pregnant, but you say, okay, you know what? I'm, you know, 100 pounds over, like the people, if you have a, if you're really overweight, yeah, I think you guys can probably do both because you haven't done a lot. Now, if you're really advanced right now, you're gonna have to make a call. Like, so for me, you know, over time, I can build more lean muscle tissue and not get, you know, significantly fatter at the same time, if that makes sense to you guys. But I'm talking a long game. I'm talking one, three, five years from now, not, you know, six weeks, eight weeks, 12 weeks. So when you start something, have a goal. I want to be, you know, leaner. Or I want to build more muscle. Or if you're willing to take the patience route and do it the right way, you can have a nice mix of things. And again, over time, you're going to look different, even though you might not weigh a lot more, if the food is matching the goals and you guys are training the right way. So again, those are probably the two biggest differences between you know, training for hypertrophy, so training for muscle building, and obviously training for fat loss. But I could talk about this for like an hour, but I know you guys have asked for it. It's just a specific way to kind of get the difference between the two. So again, if your goal is fat loss, what I would say for you guys is focus on the Metcon stuff, focus on total body workouts, keep those sessions intense, heart rates up, you're crushing it, 30 minutes or less, a couple of times a week. If the goal is muscle building, you're gonna have to spend more time obviously on the training as you guys are going through stuff. And then obviously, of course, you're going to have to prioritize. And what I would say, if it's four days a week, upper, lower, upper, lower, or if it's a three-day split, really peppering in the compound movements that fit and play off each other in a competitive format, very similar to bodybuilding, but just in kind of a, you know, metabolic, meta, excuse me, metabolic kind of bodybuilding focus and format. So hopefully it helps you guys. Again, in our 47-day, for the most part, people come in. Uh, that program specifically, we focus on the Metcon stuff because fat loss is most people's goals. But the last guy actually had winner 47 day transformation. Um, he's a grad assistant here at GCU. He's actually a strength and conditioning a GA. And uh, his goal is to, like most dudes like I was, you know, I wanted to be, you know, super fucking jacked. I wanted to be Arnold and, and Stallone and Jean-Claude Van Damme and Dolph Lundgren and, and all the jack guys that I watched growing up. So I always wanted to be, you know, big. And so for his goal was to build muscle. And he actually won our 47 day with all the progress that he made. And uh, he was eating a certain way, training a certain way, did a lot of the Metcon stuff too, but peppered in around the, the basic lifting compound movements and program that we provided him. So again, no matter if you guys' goal is fat loss or muscle building, the 47-day works for anybody. We prescribe them the, the Metcon stuff that we do here, 
um, but we also give them access to loading programs that make sense for their goals as well. So it really does work for anybody. Um, we just change the programming based on the goal and obviously adjust the macros as they see fit. So all this stuff works. And again, I think you guys can do a lot of damage and I'm a big believer in, in doing everything. Um, if you want to be married to one, you know, I guess school of thought, that's fine. Uh, you know, if you're a CrossFitter, that's cool. If you're a Metcon junkie, that's cool. If you're a bodybuilding person, that's amazing. If you're, you know, a triathlete person, that's great. But I do believe at some point you have to kind of marry a bunch of different things together to see what works best for you and overall to be just a well-rounded athlete and a better person. So meaning you guys, you know, I don't run and you know, some guy was crushing me the other day for my, my 20 second high knees in place form on Instagram, which is fine. But I'm six foot two, I'm 200 and, you know, now probably 20 whatever just because I've been so many Christmas cookies. Uh, I'm not going to be a great runner. It's just not my thing. I wasn't genetically built for it. I never loved it. I don't enjoy it. But I can run an hour straight without stopping. And then I have to give a lot of that credit to going through the metabolic conditioning stuff we do here, our HIT training here, me getting better on the ergs, meaning I'm rowing and skiing and pushing the pace. I've never ran a half marathon, but I've rowed a half marathon on the concept too. So it's like I have the endurance and capability of it. And so a lot of it's transferable. And the reason I share that is because I think doing just one way of one thing isn't ideal. So if the goal is fat loss, even if you're doing total body Metcon stuff, throwing in a lifting session once per week, I think is great. I don't, I don't see how it could hurt you guys. And it, and it makes you nice and well-rounded. And same thing if you're trying to build muscle. I'm not saying like, you know, just lift. I mean, you know, throw in some metabolic stuff, throw in some hits up, pepper it, pepper it in kind of strategically so it fits your goals and what you're trying to do. And that's my take on training in general. You guys, knowing your body, knowing where it's at, um, really being specific about it and being smart. Obviously, throwing in mobility and tissue work and all the important things are, are crucial as well. So, Hopefully that helps you guys, give you the difference between the two, depending on what you're doing with your training program and your coach and where you're at. And again, if you're looking to do something different and uh, you know, hang out with me for the next you know 50 days of 2019, I promise you I'll coach my face off and we'll rip it together. And if your goal is muscle building, uh, we'll provide that for you. And if it's fat loss, well, that's what we do here. And we help people get lean as shit and look like sexy rock stars naked. And uh, that's where we're at. So any other questions, you guys, hit me up. Let me know. Shoot me a DM or email if you want to hear something specific on the podcast. We're filming this one as well for the YouTube page. If you guys don't subscribe to our YouTube page, head over there just because we have about 675 videos, a lot of Metcons, a lot of training stuff, a lot of diet stuff, huge Q&A section, stuff you guys have probably already asked before. We go into detail, and then obviously you can watch a handful of the podcasts that we've recently been filming, and we'll try to film as many as we can if I can have my camera stuff set up when I'm ready to rock and roll here. So... If you're on iTunes right now, stop. Don't be a lazy ass. Make sure you guys subscribe. And then also drop us a review. Leave a comment. I love to hear it and see it. It means the world to me if you guys do that. Um, it helps keep people listening. And again, if you think this will help a buddy that you train with or maybe you're a coach and you want to share it with your coach or with one of your clients, that would mean a lot to me as well just because education is key and, and education doesn't do much until we put action behind it. And sometimes it just takes, you know, somebody hearing it from an outside source to let it click and then having them take this information and then roll with it and do the things right so they can actually reach their goals and, you know, live the healthiest, happiest life possible. So drop us a five-star on iTunes, leave that comment. And until next time, eat well, train hard, be nice to people. And please, you guys, just keep doing shit you love and people you enjoy because your life is too short not to. If I don't talk to you guys before the new year, have an amazing 2019. Be safe. Use Uber. Use Lyft. Don't be a dipshit because drunk driving and hurting yourself or somebody else is not worth it for the 15 bucks you could have paid to get a ride home. And again, it's just not healthy. And it's not a great way to live. So I wish you guys the best heading into 2019. Any questions for me, just ask, and I'll talk to you guys soon. Peace.